So losing my mom was definitely the gateway for me to uh, discover tools that I could grab onto because I didn't have her hand. I didn't have I see. a female mother, anyone guiding me. So And so do the crystals, I know you focus on that crystal work and I was actually watching this on the documentary where they lay stones on, on the body yeah. and each one has different properties. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Edina Movana. And today we have Jennifer Phillips. Jennifer has been practicing healing arts for over 13 years. She's a mother, an energy medicine expert, a sound healer, crystal therapist, published author, and intuitive guide. Jennifer's profound spiritual awakening in her late 20s solidified her path and she's now certified by the Crystal Academy of Advanced Healing Arts and has trained at the Dhyana Center for Ayurveda Studies. Her mission is to provide fine-tuned healing therapies that guide others towards balance. Amazing. Thank you, Jennifer, for being here. I'm so excited to, to talk to you today. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much. I actually, I, I was just reading your bio and I know we were talking a little bit about all the work you do. and it's so funny because actually like right now I'm obsessed on the TV with Gaia. I don't, I, I do know the Gaia network and yeah, I've been watching course. all about crystal healing yeah. and there's a whole series on that. There's a whole series on Ayurvedic medicine and how we're connected to the the earth and the minerals, all of the elements. And yeah. so I've just been diving into this stuff and I feel so excited to interview you today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, awesome. So I know uh, you, you do all of these different things, energy healing, um, you do sound baths, you do all things like related to like energy work. And I'm just curious, I know you're, you had a, a spiritual awakening right in your 20s. So I was curious yeah. what brought you to this path and how did you start kind of doing this work and, and healing people and all of that? Yeah. Well, I truly believe that we're a channel for other people to heal themselves. So yes. I'm just kind of someone in, that can initiate you and kind of show you to your own self mm -hmm. and you can open to allow healing to happen. But mm -hmm. oftentimes, which I found is that we stand in our own way. Even as someone who's been practicing in the healing arts for 15 years, I still get in my own way. And yeah. it's usually because I want something that I really maybe shouldn't want. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, so I did have an awakening in my late 20s, actually working at an elder care uh, facility. And it was actually just across town from here. And I was caring for five elderly at a time. And it was a lot of work. It was three full days on. And I just, 
I felt inspired to help the elderly and in a way that I don't think they had yet. And so I turned off the TV, I put on the, the Native American flute, I allowed them to sink deeper into their own self. And one of the gals was 86 and she was going through dementia and just really needing to be held. And so I just, I thought, well, what can I do? And so I just decided to just calm some of the chaos, like the commercials and the, everything that's coming at them. And one of the other ladies, she was like 92 and she was blind. So she couldn't even see the TV anyway. So she's just hearing everything. And I'm like, okay, let's just change this. I put on the flute. I put on a bunch of meditation music for them. And by the end of the day, they were just so different and they just felt so good and gooey and calm. And I just loved it. And so that night I went to bed and I'm kind of sensitive to people's energy. Like I can feel energetically when someone's trying to talk to me, like psych telepathically. Okay. And, and the gal with the dementia, like I could feel her, she walked down the hallway and she's standing at the end of the hallway, not physically, but psychologically trying to get me to kind of assist her deeper and I'm laying in bed and I could just feel it. And I just said a prayer for her. I drift off to bed and I'm, I awaken and my entire body is seizuring. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And I'm like seizuring in my sleep. And had I not practiced sound vibration and meditation, I don't know sound vibration, but it's the repetition of mantra to mm. control or just to give the mind something to grab onto so that the body can merge with the mind and relax. So I was practicing sound vibration at the time and I had been for a number of years. And the mantra that I was using at the time was Om Namah Shivaya, which means I bow to the, the destroyer God, the God that is actually destroys things so that you can create something new. Right. And so I had been practicing that and I had this seizure in my dream and I ended up grabbing onto the sound of the Om and my body grabbed onto the sound of the ohm and immediately source love, golden light, unconditional light streamed through my body after grabbing onto the sound of the ohm. And it went down one side and it was euphoria. I mean, it was beautiful liquid love. And then it came up the other side and it just did this for a couple minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just so conscious of it. And I remember there was some guides around me, probably 10 to 12, and I could just feel their presence. And I remember them telling me, they were saying, this is always available to us, to humans. Mm. We just don't know how to access it. Right. Tapping into it with the vibration or sound frequencies, right? Or That's yeah, amazing. through that yeah. and also through selfless service by actually caring about our brothers and sisters giving them some extraordinary, a little love. Right. So you were, you were in working with the, the elderly patients and were you also bringing them these different modalities of healing and, and sound at that time? Or when did you get into that work? Not so much at that time. I was practicing more like Kundalini yoga and just meditation. I hadn't taken any courses. I was studying Ayurveda at the library, but I hadn't gone to a school or anything. I was just doing yoga and repetition of sound. Okay. Yeah. And so obviously you had your own healing experience from, from that, the yeah. own sound. So it sounds like that's what launched you into all of these different energy-based work. So who do you, who do you work with right now? And what is it that you do with, with the sound bass? And I know you do all kinds of 
cupping therapies, different techniques for like cleansing, and you also do nutrition. So it sounds like a whole holistic approach. Is is that really what you focus on? Just a general yeah. well-being for your clients? Definitely, definitely. I used to make my own medicinal mushroom tincture with uh, medicinal mushrooms and I would take mm. the chaga powder and I diluted it with vodka and then I'd pray over it with crystals and that was actually really healing for myself and also just anyone that took it. I got into bone broth a number of years ago, and I do believe that that's super healing. They call it like liquid collagen gold. I'm sure you probably make your own. I've, yeah, I buy some from like an organic market. So, <laughs> yeah, wanna, so yeah definitely huge. nourish. So I'm, yes. I'm into nutrition for sure. And I'm always making soups and I used to juice a lot and I still like to juice. But then I, I learned from one of my friends who's, she's a chef and she was like, well, you actually need to eat the fruit to really get the mm, enzymes rather than just juicing yeah the fibers are too much sugar yeah <laughs> so I'm like okay okay it's like revert okay but yeah so I'm into nutrition I definitely like to help people out with advice with that I, I'm slowly moving into working more with young women I do feel called there given I have a daughter I have nieces my girlfriends have kids I've helped out with all of them mm. and I lost my mom when I was 15 to breast cancer so oh, I've sorry. had to learn everything on my own, which really is essentially what got me into the healing arts. Oh, I see. Reading her books and going through the attic and finding all of the clues that were missing for me. So losing my mom was definitely the gateway for me to uh, discover tools that I could grab onto because I didn't have her hand. Mm, I didn't have- I see a female mother, anyone guiding me. So, and so do the crystals, I know you focus on that crystal work. And I was actually watching this on the documentary where they lay stones on, on the body and each one has different properties. Can you tell me a little bit about how that works and why they, the, they have these healing qualities along with the sound or or what what really is going going on with that? crystals that I just got it's like a rainbow pyrite I don't know if you can see it yeah it's beautiful the colors yeah it's rainbow purple I just got this one and it's got a lot of gold and copper in it so I mean these elements we live on the earth like these yeah elements, we're all made out of minerals right they're connected yeah. everything is in the yeah. everything's connected when they even say that there's stardust in here and that there's parts of these minerals out <laughs> in the stars that make up the stars so we come from this stuff it's not right. a scary thing it's not even a mental thing I mean if you just look at it, I mean how does it make you feel like you it speaks it's to the person right. it speaks to the person it doesn't have to say anything and when you lay the crystals on the body being at the third eye, the crown chakra, which connects you to source and to unconditional love, whatever your God, whoever your God is, oneness to purity. And then here's your fifth chakra, which is your voice, being able to communicate effectively with compassion or even with anger at times, if that's necessary. So that's having that channel open. So I put the crystals on the body. Here's the high heart. Here's the heart. Willpower, which is the third chakra. The second chakra, which is your passion, your desires, sexuality. 
and then the first chakra, which is between the legs. And it's just, a, you can feel all the different chakras. They have like little energy tingling. Mm. And then your first chakra is a connection to your root. And then I also was hearing like each one has different stones are suited for different areas. And yeah. tell me a little bit about how it works with like, I guess their stones and everything's emitting a cer certain frequency, right? So is the goal, isn't the goal, like how do they have the effect of a balancing or alignment in, in, in the body to create like cure or, or bring, bring positive benefit health-wise? Well, I mean, all the chakras definitely lead to all of the meridians in the body. So if you can open up the chakras and clear out what's no longer serving you, or even like enhance mm. something that you're wanting to create, being it a vision you have for yourself or a loved one, or when you open up the chakras, granted, some things just fall out. Mm. Good things, bad things, it just falls out. And you can just, I use sage and I just sage anything and then just mm. bring that person back to like homeostasis and balance. And even just allowing them to clear out the gunk so that they can even understand what it is that they're wanting in their lives. Some people just don't even know. Right, so, right. So are people working with you like do they come back like do it weekly or how frequently do people need to to do the work with the crystals because that's the other thing I heard on the documentary is there's it's like a slow it's slow in some ways the process of of yeah, healing through yeah. crystal work and all that the work that they've already done some people are so blocked up it could take a couple of sessions before they're clear but most people I, I see immediate results yeah and I do hands-on healing so I'm doing touch and I'm also doing sound and the touch along with the energy of the stones it's awesome work yeah, when you it. say like what kind of results are you are you seeing with your with your clients like where do people come in what do, what do they usually have when they're starting to work with you and then where do they where do they get themselves after that session there's a lot of trauma on the planet right now I'm sure you're yeah. well aware so <laughs> it's different for everyone I mean relationship trauma is huge right now whether it be you have trauma with an ex or someone you're currently dating or a child or a family member. There's a lot of that kind of trauma that I'm dealing with. And that can take months to years to really see progress because right. people have to stop what they know is detrimental to them. Totally. And yeah. So I oftentimes will do a crystal healing session and then I'll set up my crystals and I actually do like a grid Mm. And I'll put my crystals down and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this little grid and it's got all of your energy in it. And I'm going to sage it and I'm going to pray over it for five or six days. And you let me know how you feel. Wow. By the end of that. And it has, yeah. and they come back happy, huh? <laughs> that is yeah. A great oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This, that's amazing. And so, so tell me about the book you wrote, because how did you, what, what's your book about and how did you get to creating that? Yeah. Let's see. Do you have a copy? That's awesome. Here's my book. Nice. That's what does it say? Yeah. Sover Sovereignty and the Goddess. Yeah. Sovereignty and the Goddess. Sorry. I'm trying to get it here. Yeah. Very this, nice. I actually wrote this. It's, was that? it's a big book. It's a thick book. It's kind of big. Yeah. But the yeah. writing on the inside is not like super tiny. Yeah. Yeah. If there's pages or something, but yeah, it took me about eight months to write and I was deciding to just hibernate. It was the fall of 2018 and I had been thinking of mm -hmm. writing a book for a while. 
And I was dating and I had a boyfriend and we were being cozy and sitting by the fire and he would do his thing. And he was trained to be a martial arts fighter, MMA or whatever. And so he'd go to the gym and I'd sit at home and write and we'd get back together and have protein bars and stuff. It was great. So I had a lot of time to just think and read on my life. I had been doing a lot of traveling. I had just gotten back from Colorado and then took a three week trip to Kauai where I visited a friend and then came back and I was like, okay, I'm out of money. I guess I'll just stay in Portland. So I ended up just staying here and I'm like, okay, I might as well write my book. I ended up writing and a lot of it is about my travels. And then a lot of it is about my love relationships. The loss of my mother, I realized was the main theme in my book because it had affected all areas of my life. And I hadn't known that really until I sat down and started writing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this was why I traveled. This was why I chose this person. This was why this happened with my sister. And so I realized pretty quickly on that she was the reason why I was writing. And to kind of understand how that loss had truly affected me. Because all the years that I had traveled, I was like, I'm on cloud nine. I'm just going to sky high. And I was like, honestly, having the time of my life, but there was still like a lot of sadness there that I hadn't dealt with. Like running away. I guess. Like, I didn't know. I was like, yes, like tomorrow, who knows what's like, Mm. I was having the time of my life. I was sleeping under waterfalls. I was meeting amazing people. I was having a blast. Yes, there was pain there. Yes, there were challenges, but I didn't think it was really a big deal until I sat down and started writing and realized, oh my gosh, there is a lot of pain here that I haven't dealt with. A lot to process, right? You have to, it makes you, life makes you stop and process all of that stuff eventually, I think. Well, well, yeah, it sounds like the book is, I know a lot of people end up writing and producing things from that place of processing feelings and it's a great outlet and it's 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 amazing that you got your book out and helping to empower women to do the same thing so it sounds like it's a really personal story it sounds like like kind of a storytelling experience I I'm I'd love to read it let me I want to see the title what's what's sovereign it's on Amazon Uh it is on it is on Amazon and it's sovereignty and the goddess and And the goddess Jennifer Lynn Phillips. So you have to put the L-I-N. L-I-N. Okay. That's my mom's name too. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, we'll definitely put a link to your book underneath the the episode. And so other than that, what else, any other final thoughts or words of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience today about the healing work you do and this important gift Um, to the world? (laughs) What's that? The last part you said, I'm sorry. Oh, and you're the, the important gift to the world that you have? Oh, we all have a dark side. We all have a shadow. And I really believe that we're all working on that. And I think remember to have compassion for yourself first, because when you do, you can, you can extend that outward, Mm. you know, and then you can also get to know yourself and realize what it is that's really calling you. We have so many demands placed on us by society, by the culture, by our families, by our friends. And once we break that down and we love ourselves and we apologize to ourselves for not meeting the deadlines, not meeting the expectations, for maybe not communicating well or maybe upsetting someone and you Mm. forgive yourself, then you where you stand with yourself. And then from that point, um, and you can bloom and you can share that, but remember to have the thorns because there's a lot of people that still 
take your kindness for weakness. So that's my lesson right now. And that's one that I've being the fixer in my family, I've had to, yeah, had to surrender a lot and realize that my well-being is number one. Yeah. And we I feel like we all have to go through this process of learning how to come to the balance with that, learning how to, yeah, we're all, especially women, we want to fix other people. And what does that mean? And how do we end up depleting ourselves and having these come to God moments in our life or spiritual journeys that take us into this awareness. So it sounds like you've been through a lot of that and I appreciate you sharing and having your story to tell and, and the work you do. So I just love that. You're in, you're in Oregon, right? Can you tell me a little bit about where you, where you see clients and what everything that, that's uh, available and where people can find you if they're interested in your work? Yeah, absolutely. I am in Arinko Station currently. So I live in the suburbs about an hour from the coast, uh, 20 minutes from downtown Portland. And I, I do consistently work out of my home. I also put on, it's a, a condo. I have a healing space. People walk in, they're like, oh my God, it smells like a spa. I just don't want to leave. But I do work at a couple of spas in the area as well. The Everett House Healing Center, I put on events there. I'll do like cacao mushroom tea ceremony. And that's, that's really, really awesome for me. I love it. Yeah. And then every now and then I'll just, I just network at the Common Ground Wellness Center, which is really neat. There's a lot of wineries around here. There's a lot of different spas and I'm just like, okay, I had the most amazing summer and now I just need to get out there and start connecting and doing a little bit more like for events. And yeah, I tend to do more hands-on work, but I'm ready to kind of step into like the sound healing and the baths and the the two ceremonies. Everyone wants that now because COVID is finally flushed and people are coming indoors again with the fall and and so people want in person. Yeah. This year it's like, finally, yes, I can, I can actually share this again. Like I had to stop for three, four years. Right. And we're, we're seeing a lot more. I know in my town also, we have a place that they've had healing, like a, someone's come in and done sound bath. So I feel like there's just a lot more of this that we're seeing. A lot of people are, are recognizing that there's alternative ways to heal our, our mind, body, soul, spirit, all of that stuff. So I love that. I love the work that you do. And what about social media? Do do people follow? Or you have? I know. I'm, I know we met on Facebook. Is there anywhere else we that met you on like Facebook. to? Facebook. Yeah. Think from our mutual friend Rachel, who's right. also an amazing practitioner and healer. And I I want to do an interview with us three. That'd be so. Fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be fun. I can set that up because we didn't get to dive into too much of the Ayurvedic stuff. But I was telling yeah. you, I know before that that I've been really interested in. And all in, in learning that massive amount of information. And yeah. I know that her and I have a mutual friend there in Northern California, Deanna. She's the one that owns the Dunhai right. Center. So right. Yeah, I, that was the last time I got to see Rachel. And that was a few years ago, but Amazing. I forgot your question. What was it? I'm sorry. Oh, do you, do you, how do people follow media, you? Yeah. Or yeah, do you Facebook, have a, a I'm place? On, mostly on Facebook. And then I have my website That's and I just right. advertise through flyers and stuff. Awesome. Okay. Well, amazing, Jenny. It was great to have you today. And thank I'm so, so grateful much. for the work you do. And thank you for sharing and your awesome book. So I'm excited to have you. And hopefully we can set up another another time to talk and, and maybe bring Rachel in and do that. That'd be fun. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Have, have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye.
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.